podcast. <laughs> gotta start in a weird way right absolutely first episode of 2020 we yeah. got here we survived if you thought it was going to be the end of the world it never ended and here we are i'm sure some calendar wrote something about this being the end of the world okay i'm gonna get this levels good Ooh, listen to the voice what's up people welcome to creative theory podcast the show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got what their day-to-day is like what their struggles are thoughts in our art world and um, a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot more today in studio oof, designer viz dev artist 3d wizard musician power lifter he's uh he does it all alan douglas parker hello hello welcome to the show what else should i add to this this long list yeah a long list of things you do citizen of the world that's right <laughs> i love uh i love uh, my multi-talented artist friends so it's very good to have you on Thank you. Uh, Alan and I actually did a... Alan helped me practice for what this podcast came to be. I mean, probably more than two years ago now. It's been that long? Wow. I think so. Well, I think, yeah, because this is episode 34, I'm pretty sure. And before the podcast started, we uh, we practiced. And then my computer died, but I have recording somewhere. It'll be fun to dig it up. (laughs) But I was just thinking, I'm probably so bad at it, because I hope over time it gotten better, but... This is a natural linear progression. That's right. And then maybe we could hear the progression of you, Alan, as well. Oh, I like how how youthful and young I was. No, maybe how how, how you're (laughs) aging backwards. You're the case of Benjamin Button. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) For some reason, Alan is so much happier in 2020. I don't know what happened. What? What? (laughs) I'm I'm happy? Whoa, cool. Uh, all right, so if you want to, as we're going to get into this, if you want to find out about Alan's work, it's brokemypencil.ca and it's broke my pencils on Instagram. Yeah, someone took the uh, broke my pencil wow. handle. Like, mm. I wanted it back, but... We could buy it back, right? I don't know. I don't wonder you? how much money can we offer them until we buy that. I'm an artist, man. I can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth comes out. Artist life is stuff. Um, so looking at your work, I think... I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot about versatility um, yeah. during the show, just because you seem to tackle a lot of things. And even going on your website, it's, you know, you got coding there, mm-hmm. you got music, Blender, yeah. illustration. It's uh, I mean, collect them all. Yeah, it's all for me. It's all about communication in terms of what medium best suits what I want to communicate, which is something uh, I think we're all try struggle. Like, mm-hmm. which medium should I use? Because um, certain mediums. The medium itself, the way you're communicating it, uh, only heightens or lowers the message you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, what was it? There was like Marshall McLuhan, The Medium is the Message, uh, talks about that, where over time, uh, how information is communicated uh, changes the way we act. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. So like, uh, if I would give you like a quick course of it, um, back you know, in human history, we were orally talking, passing information on, and that was very auditory. Mm-hmm. And so life revolved around listening to things. Later on, we somehow decided to write squiggles on a piece of paper. <laughs> oh, and lo and behold, writing and language were born and were able to read, and life switched over to more visual. We'd read it in. Mm-hmm. But I find there was a bit of a loss there because when you write something down, you can't really pick up the intonation, the tones, the, the way that someone was trying to deliver that message. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very cold. Um, mm-hmm. And... Soon after mass uh, paper production mm-hmm. was made, and so you information was then spread out at a faster rate, TV, radio, and all that, and 
suddenly you're starting to get the bigger picture and the way things are. And now we're you know, the World Wide Web, where you can pull up anything super fast. You can, you can pull up interviews with something you're watching, listen to some music. There's so many streams of information that I mean, I've I think I've lost over time some some of my attention span. Cause I'm just <laughs> I want that instant gratification. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's happening. But so you're saying uh, the medium. You've been doing a lot of videos. Do you feel like that's the best medium for you to communicate something, or there's still? Uh, you're saying when you're starting a project, you kind of pick one. You kind of pick one. So, also people are better at manipulating certain mediums. This is all um, my own sim- symbols I've assigned myself over time as an artist. So, mm-hmm. with emotions, uh, some people can paint beautiful paintings, and other viewers can react to it. Mm-hmm. Painting for me is very much an inspirational journey where I look at it and I love the way the medium interacts, like, oh, the colors clash like this, or, mm-hmm. ooh, the perspective is just dead on. Mm-hmm. Um, but not emotionally, it's very hard. Like, I'm very music-based, and so when I want to convey a certain mood, I'll, I, I like the video format or um, creating my own music to heighten a piece of art I've created, or like mm-hmm. an image, because uh, everything just connects yeah. magically somehow. Totally. Oh, and but that that is cool that it it is the next step of um, communicating a message, right? Because there's stills and then there's moving stills and then you're adding music to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, if you if you look at it as math, you know, it's like it just right. there's more steps that add to it to be a bigger picture, right? Much uh, more full. And then I guess so. Then I mean, the opposite of it is trying to communicate a lot through a very limited medium, like a painting. You mm-hmm. know, it's it is flat, doesn't move. There's no sound. Where and yet. Right. Uh, you know that can be a choice to communicate something do you feel like that because you can't communicate so much more you don't end up making as many illustrations as you you would yes that's um well it's so i'll use i don't know if i've actually ever done illustration thinking about it it's mainly just (laughs) like viz dev or conceptual art or uh oh i need to create this character that i have in mind so i'll just create you know some quick drawings and Mm -hmm. sketches getting to the heart of it hmm yeah, I've actually never done an illustration. That's <laughs> wild. <laughs> so, uh, when you when in, when in your head you feel like okay, here's a story or the, here's yeah. the message I want to get to, it's natural that you end up using music or I guess 3D or something like 3D that. Three D now, yeah. Three yeah. D is just a, a medium I've been toying a lo- uh, around with for two years now, mm-hmm. um, and it's something I'm really love because before I feel like with illustrations I'm kind of tied down to my own. Uh, vices and prejudice in terms of shapes okay. or, or colors and it's like very stylized I'm like I want to communicate something really serious but <laughs> oh no I can only draw cartoons <laughs> oh no now it looks like you know satire art no that's not what I meant <laughs> yeah but you must be able to control it or just that's your what's where you uh, end up in usually stylistically stylistically yes yeah. I, I it's I like try to draw something seriously, but then my hand's like, no, you got to accentuate that curve yeah, or yeah, caricaturize yeah. this yeah. thing. I'm like, oh no, but I need to make it serious. <laughs> and so like using 3D, you know, you can you find scans or you can model something and yeah. you're not conforming to uh, your, your 2D sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, w- I just like the fact that when you, uh, you're so technical even from the beginning of the approach mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, here's an idea I got to say and now I'm going to say it. Yeah. Because, it, it's fun to have people on the show and talk about why people create work and how. Right. But I think, I guess, you're a storyteller. I mean, uh, I'm guessing that's where it comes from, really? I guess, yeah. yeah you could, well, it's, it's hard to say because I also have coding there. and It's basically, I'm very interested in the act of creating and maybe iteration a lot. So on, mm-hmm. on my website, yeah. um, I have things that, you know, you generate 
faces yeah. with random names That's and fine. like co- yeah, colors, <laughs> infinite amount of faces and random names, and it's I think just associations with like here's a name, here's a character face, and then you try to like somehow connect the two together, yeah. and it's the viewer creating the narrative, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I also have uh, another one where I've been playing around with Unity, and I created like a face generator and the sliders there, but I had ideas of uh, creating different uh, race sliders so you have your elves orcs uh, whatever fantastical race you have yeah. but then you can slowly manipulate the values of like what is half an orc and a quarter of an elf and maybe like you know a, a quarter half half yeah, there you go math I'm, I'm, <laughs> an, I'm an artist I'm <laughs> and uh, uh what if they had a baby what if they had an old baby like you know just all that like, mixing there's never absolutes and I think that's what I okay. don't enjoy it's like zero one it's, mm-hmm. it's all the gradients together you're one of those rare artists who's got the technical mind too you know uh, it's i think it, it, it's often you know you, when you vi- meet visual artists where especially painters like it, it's very much like kind of run away from technology where mm. i think you're embrace it's it. cool but you're but, <laughs> but that makes you so valuable at work i would imagine mm. uh, i've worked with a couple of people who are uh, who are able somehow to balance both and it's so beneficial because especially when you work in a 3d show to do that translation from 2d to 3d it's complicated it's right. you know it, it's rarely one-to-one or to get to representation of the 2d and 3d one-to-one mm-hmm. it, it's it's a long journey so having someone like you is cool uh, thank but you rare. <laughs> yeah it's want to work th- together yeah <laughs> absolutely i'm down for anything <laughs> uh what i find interesting w- before i started delving to a more technical side of technical side of things there was a fear of like if i don't draw if i don't pursue like you know anatomy rendering and all those wonderful skills will I be a lesser artist and it took me a while to get over that fear because you're just starting to figure out who you are as a person that's something that you it's a long journey to find out and it can get lonely when you're super technically minded but also creators like how do I communicate this where do I fit in I'm so alone (laughs) anyone out there (laughs) well and then you got a gift of blender (laughs) your life has never been the same (laughs) but I'm glad that you you brought up this topic because this is I find I, st- I think I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Th- that idea of if you stop one thing and concentrate on the other thing you like, all of a sudden you're not going to be good at that. Right. It's so hard to let go of because I think part of it is identity, right? Yeah. Even you know, for example, you're saying uh, we you know you went to art school and we can talk about that, but yeah. you know we all had live drawing classes as part of art school, right. and you're told how important it is, and eventually, uh, for whatever reason, probably life gets busy, we all let go of it. It seems like it's kind of typical, but it's. Uh, you wish you didn't because it feels like your skills are deteriorating yeah and uh, i mean you can apply that to everything right yeah absolutely like, like you how do i how do i create an analogy of this <laughs> like you, you never really forget how to ride a bike essentially yeah but don't you think it's different i mean it's, <laughs> it's i think a better example is like if you're a mountain biker and you stop for 10 years are you going to be able to do the craziest tricks that you could do no well, but you still could do it though. could do it will take time <laughs> yeah yeah uh, like you will be rusty because you're yeah routine you have to build up that routine again you have to build up your visual library uh and sometimes i feel like i go through purges of my visual library where i won't draw for a while I'm like oh it's i don't have to pull those like cliche shapes anymore i'm <laughs> i'm free it's liberating now like people see art blocks like oh it's so scary but i'm like wait that means i i'm fr- I, I can't pull anything that means i gotta learn something else <laughs> let me let me do this different body of work now <laughs> you're like finally i don't have to draw <laughs> like finally i don't ha- i'm not tied down to doing sci-fi people with camera heads i'm free <laughs> <laughs> Those look really cool. Though. I know. I probably yeah. still do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just a tiny one, un petit, un petit one. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Uh, that's really fun. But it, I think because, yeah, it's interesting because you do, uh, you, you move yourself from a, you know, a piece of like an art to, or like to, from a medium to medium, mm. um, you must not feel that pressure. Like you're saying, uh, forgetting one or the other, because like you said, it's like you, you, once you get back to it, it's like a bicycle and you get back right. on it. I, I, it's funny because I'm starting to notice a trend now, like maybe the past three years, where I go through cycles uh, during the year where maybe early in the year I just become more technically minded. I'll do more coding. I'll uh, have some, I don't know, crazy things I would try with code and mm -hmm. try to marry it with art. Then afterwards I'm like, oh, now I'm interested back in art again because now I'm, I've coded enough and I'm generating art, then I might as well just do art again and I'll start doing art. And then once I've generated enough art assets, I'm like, oh, you know, I feel like doing music. So I start doing music. <laughs> and then later on, like maybe in summer or winter hitting, hits again, I'm like, I've generated code. I've generated art. I have music. Let's just compile Put it all it together. together. Exactly. Yeah. And then Smart. you can have like little snippets or vertical, vertical slices of moods in your head or storytelling. So it just delves a little deeper, like there's less information loss. Hmm. And I like that it all comes together. You're not, yeah, everything you're making comes towards a thing. Yeah. To, to a final product, I guess. Yeah, reuse your art. It's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> I actually, one of the questions I wrote down, and it's what you touched on, is that I it, it was very uh, quickly apparent to me, especially looking through your 3D stuff, that you love creating moods. Mm -hmm. I think, like those, like you're saying, those snippets, like where it's those 10 second clips. So much of it, it seems like, yeah, it's like you, you take your 3D, 2D, and then even your music on top, but mm -hmm. each one creates an immediate feeling. Right. You go very, it seems like. Um, it's not it's not a softly stylized it's a hard like it's like full on stylization visually which is cool it's like yeah. you go for the mood right away is that accurate sorry I'm, i guess no, there's no, no question about it yeah. no no this is fascinating because i i don't really being the creator of your own art i don't really <laughs> i'm like this is cool i want to make a giant nightman and put some droning music what will <laughs> people think <laughs> but what do you go for then so how do how do they come together is it so it's uh basically like like i was saying like i'll generate a lot of assets and um, I'll just start playing around with it. So you want to see how they fit together? I exactly. Okay. Where th I think that's uh, we can delve into the I the industry a little bit later, like yeah, that. Yeah. But like, I always like to see the big picture, how everything fits together right off the bat, because I don't want to isolate anything too far. Because if you start criticizing one thing or delving into mm -hmm. like the, this, the nitty gritty gritty details of it so soon, then you're gonna forget the big picture, and when everything comes together, it's just gonna not integrate well. Mm -hmm. So then, what is it? Um what is usually the message or the could you have do you have an example of a message of an idea that you usually start with if it's not like yeah i'm gonna make an org dude like that's what yeah. do you how do, if it's not starting out with mood like you're saying if you don't start with an idea i'm gonna make a dark room and make a person feel like they're scared like what yeah. do you start with oh this is <laughs> this is gonna be very yeah. oh there we go oh, okay the microphone's slowly moving away hello <laughs> ladies and gentlemen there you go um so that's interesting so let me think of a short that I did. Uh, all right. So I, I did one where there's a bunch of marching knights, and then I have a banging synth bass, and at the very end there's a guy waiting for the knights to come in and says Imperium or Imperius. I can't yeah. remember. In blue. I think. In blue. Yeah, it's all blue. <laughs> the way I started off with that was me trying to figure out how to rig a character, and then uh, my partner, Andy, she taught me how to do a very simple walk cycle. Okay. Then I just duplicated them a, a bunch. I'm like... Oh, that's cool. I have a marching band of knights. <laughs> like, there's, there's no deeper meaning. So I was like, marching band of knights. I'm like, okay, I have this synth playing in the background. And what I do is, like, I'll, I'll throw the music on and just listen to it constantly. And through the music, I'll try to find, like, uh, musical beats mm -hmm. or certain moments where I can 
cut transitions and scenes. Mm. And at the very end, I always want some sort of interesting reveal, either a title reveal or something, um, that, a, a, a payoff. Because you don't want to lead on the viewer for too long. And like, oh, that's they it. Give them nothing? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. give them nothing. Like, oh, look, there's one guy waiting for them. Ha ha, cool. <laughs> um, in terms of the way the mood is, it's just my interest, I guess, in uh, in film. I really like uh, older older film uh, mm-hmm. like, like Grindhouse or um, more artsy films that like Dadaism and San Jordorowski's mm-hmm. like El Topo and all that there's it's very artistically driven and you have no idea what the madness is but you're just along for the ride mm-hmm. and I think that's cool to try and figure that figure it out because most cinema these days which it's fine it, it just spoon feeds you everything yep, yep. and I, I like the mystery of things because you start trying to draw on from your own experiences or totally. you're trying to relate to it in some sort of level it's like I, I'm seeing things but how do I relate to it because yeah, yeah. people want to relate they want to share things so yeah just put a bunch of things together like what do you think haha so it's giving, allowing enough room for mystery then exactly yeah. yeah I like that a lot too otherwise you feel like uh, uh, when everything is given like you said there's no payoff it feels like exactly I got no satisfaction out of this where yeah one of my favorite characters is still like Boba Fett from Star Wars the mystery behind oh, yeah. him the silent protagonist who just does cool things and yeah. it's like what's, what's he all about I understand the Jedi but what's this guy all about and do you think it's better to not ever tell that story I <sighs> It's, it's a, hard. It's easy to ruin it, right? It's very easy because the more mysterious you have a character, everyone's going to... Uh, it's almost like myth, right? They're going to like bump it up. They're going to like exaggerate. Like, yeah, maybe and these short stories told by someone else, yeah, yeah. he did these great things. And uh, the mystery is cool because that's how you know heroes or like like mythological figures can be born that yeah, way. Yeah. So you just throw enough like mythological you know <laughs> snippets here and there. It's like, whoa, that's cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because and especially a, a character that existed for so long, and then in everyone's heads, it's built up to be a thing. Like right. everyone must have an idea of what the character maybe is. Exactly. So I'm trying to do something like that. Yeah. Is there Boba Fett thing right now? Oh, no, there's Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. There's something yeah. else. Oh, let me think of something. Let's see. Uh, there was we were recently talking about this at work uh, with a few colleagues. Like, for example, exaggeration. Let's say uh, a simple one that everyone knows: David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. People back then were generally shorter. Was Goliath just a six foot, you know, tall yeah, yeah, dude? Yeah. Viking Mr. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So like the, the the language that things were expressed in just makes it so much more epic. Yeah, yeah. It, it might have just been some really large guy, and it's like oh, I just want to live my life, and you know, <laughs> David comes up like you're scary and you're different. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're putting, twisting the story. Putting <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Goliath was actually a good guy, and, <laughs> and there you go. You, you twist archetypes. <laughs> Very nice. I'm gonna steal it. That's interesting. So that that you you know you saying how you start out on something so it's not always that you start out with a um a more complicated i don't know theme or message yeah. you start and it, it develops as it goes on exactly it's more organic because i feel like if i play something like a hard fact like oh i want to create something somber you know or i want to create a story about this sad individual who goes through these trials and tribulations like you're you're slotting in things and like with people in their lives you can't just like foretell mm-hmm. like an event that will happen it naturally goes that way that's yeah. fascinating because <laughs> some people do start out that way right like yeah. some people do start with a uh, I, 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 that's what I like because it is yeah. so different but yeah. even you know here's a body of work and it's going to be talking about this so now I'm already constrained to exactly I'm going to go for I guess just not the way of making things yeah no, I'm not saying like these are hard rules these are just all principles I'm but it, but the, the the cool thing is to see what you end up with. I guess mm-hmm. you you trust your process enough that you'll end up with something. Uh, it'll, it'll it'll come together. 
hopefully yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and sometimes even the goal is like i just want to create a simple thing today mm-hmm. I, I don't know what i'm going to create but i'm just going to create something mm-hmm. and it comes together that way where i, I don't really constrain myself too much because then i <laughs> i'll end up being disappointed or okay. uh, or when, when you have something in your mind it's like i want do it like this exactly and it doesn't come out exactly and like man it's just, it's just not hitting it's just so I, I try to do away with all this like negative gates and blocks in my head so do you make art for the sake of art yeah 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 or, or just just to do something cool that doesn't have to be a, any deeper meaning to it just mm-hmm. have fun like, that's why i got into art just to create cool things and have fun it's apparent in your art that you do have fun with it especially mm. your sketches like i was <laughs> for people listening go on his instagram or something but it's very it's very apparent that you allow allow it to be a fun thing that I guess mm. that probably w- w- always was for you yeah yeah. because uh, uh, for many artists it feels like that goes away right uh, people become either way too serious or way too constrained in what they have to do or even right. show you know some people are scared to show their half finished work because man yeah. people are going to see that it's not good or yeah. uh, somehow you still have like it's like you show all sides of your art from the super rough to everything exactly. and it seems fun yeah I like things a little you know rough on the edges too well, like for example like with all the, I, I used, to, I still do like the the mass works in painting. But I remember I was obsessed with their sketchbooks. You know, like oh the Da Vinci. Like when I was a, a student for fine arts, mm-hmm. I was I would look at all these great paintings. But then I'd always obsessed over their their studies or their sketches. Yeah, the little roughness because you get to see their thinking process and that's something cool and valuable and, and now with you know youtube and gumroad and all all these other venues of uh art you can see the process of different artists and how they create images and it's cool everyone's different which is mm-hmm. fascinating i don't think you should mold yourself towards a certain way of thinking but just take in streams find things that you enjoy find things you, you know you can disagree with things it's fine yeah, everyone's yeah. different <laughs> that's very good advice yeah Take it, people. Take it. Take yeah. it. It's for free. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I guess you mentioned fine art. We can go there. I have a couple okay. of questions written yeah, about, down about that. Uh, actually, let's give me. Let's let's do this. Give us a brief history of Alan. Of Alan. <laughs> of Alan, like school and why why you ended up going to fine arts and how that experience was. All right. So. Oh man, let me let me go back. Let me <laughs> let me reminisce. Let me reminisce about it. It was 1968. <laughs> the wee old Alan. Um, <laughs> so, it was around high school, where well maybe even younger than that. I think I was 13, uh, 13. Let's say I'm gonna give a, a year gap. Let's say 13 to uh, 17. Um, I was really fascinated with video games and I loved the modding aspect of it. Where you know, you go in, you change things. Like, oh, I'm gonna change a texture, or I'm gonna uh, add a different sound towards something, and you're modifying it to ha- reflect something that you've done. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. And I would visit things like uh, Planet Quake back in the day, just to see all the different types of characters or skins they were doing. Cool. Now it's uh, Polycount. Mm-hmm. Or I remember, did you ever visit the site Polycarbon or Sigin? These are no. like precursors to conceptart.org. Okay. Yeah. So I used to frequent those quite a bit just to see uh, how s- sketches were. Like th- someone would like do a sketch, then f- uh, create a model based on it, then create a texture and like the technical process of it. It was very much like a wild west of things. There was no real tutorials online. So people mm. were trying to figure out, share things. And it was super cool to see all that. Uh, and uh, from from there, I, I feel like, oh, 
adjusting a few things. Yeah, sorry, I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm not distracting. Oh. I'm adjusting oh. some sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no worries. Going. All right. Uh, yeah. So I, I would just modify the base game, uh, base game, just to reflect some things. And I feel like that was something that inspired me to try and pursue uh, art. Initially, I wanted to get into video games. Mm-hmm. Um, when I graduated from high school, I decided to go into fine arts because at the time there was no concept or digital art school it was either you go into fine arts do oil painting or you go into industrial design and yeah. you do biz dev well yeah biz dev for like prototyping actual products uh, I, I went into fine arts because i wanted to learn how to oil paint because at the time the notion was learn from the masters go to atelier yeah, paint yeah, like yeah. beautiful skin and learn anatomy <laughs> Uh, but the school I went to didn't provide that. They were all postmodernists, so it, oh, it shifted more towards uh, what's what what does paint represent to you when you paint on the canvas? What is the canvas painting? It was very much very intellectual thinking, and I was like, I, dude, I just want to paint an awesome looking figure, or a realistic looking figure. Yeah. But without dismissing that, that that fine artiness bleeds into my work, and I was like. Listen, it's all about the medium that you're using, you know. <laughs> exactly, circle back. <laughs> and it comes back like, no, oh my god, oh my goodness, it actually mattered. <laughs> and it, like, some when you bring up like, oh, I was a fine artist, or I, I went to fine arts, it's always like, oh, why does this thing cost millions of dollars? Or you know, it's like conceptual <laughs> arts, like it's just a reactionary thing. There's like, there's a whole political thing going on, like you know, yeah, with yeah. art galleries and curators, like it's, it's too, it's too, it's too much to delve into. Yeah, but their businesses are trying to make money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, you get a cut of it. It's just like any industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, I went to fine arts, but during the time going into fine arts, uh, I was in Edmonton and. There's a Bobby Chu's sketch group. Did you ever go to any of those? Uh, sketch no, group? I, I, I didn't know. I only found out about them later. Late, later. That they existed, yeah. So there was one in Edmonton. I used to go to it. And it was fun to meet other artists. And I was fortunate enough that some of the Bioware artists would join. And they really inspired me to start crafting a portfolio. Uh, but Edmonton really didn't offer uh, venues to go into. And the only big company there was Bioware at the time. So I didn't do that. Instead, I just went into machining. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Shift, big shift. <laughs> well, <I laughs> what was that after you graduated from fine art? It, it was actually, I started uh, machining when I was 17 all the way up to when I was 24. So like a bit of high school and inwards to university. And that was just to pay things off. And it was something that my uh, grandpa was in. And okay. he, it was just uh, a job just to pay things off. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned a lot machining. I did that for seven years. Wow. It was it's crazy. And you, just goes to show you don't have to start off as an artist. Mm-hmm. I feel like it carves you or makes you more of an interesting person to um, have. Not to say like if you get into a graduate get into the industry right off the bat. I mean, that's very lucky. And mm-hmm. I'm just saying this because I'm super jealous. I wish I had the opportunity <laughs> to do that. Because <laughs> that seven-year time, like, I could have been getting really good at something. Um, <laughs> You're building other skills, build I guess. Yeah, but it's like work ethics, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a sense, where uh, you really learn how to time manage yourself, handle stress a bit more. Because some, some projects, I'm sure, you know, you really, really test your limits. Oh, yeah, they do. They really, really <laughs> test your limits. <laughs> um, Did yeah. you, were you happy during those seven years? Was I happy? It, it was... Content? An, it was content, but it was that was it. Like you could go in, clock in. You actually had to like a piece of paper. You clock. Oh wow! Actually clock in, in. Nice. clocked in, did your time, and then you clocked out, and that's it. That was that was it. There was no progression. That was it for seven years, and all that time I was like drawing. I was having fun. I had freedom to do stuff because I was I would be physically tired but yeah. mentally creative. Yeah, yeah. And now. I'm sorry, no, Pe- people out there. I'm just looking a little into a little secret here, but <laughs> you'll be mentally tired, and you, you, you're going to run into those art blocks. I, we yeah. were talking about this bef- uh, before we got on here. Where 
you're gonna have those massive art blocks and you're gonna like fight mentally with yourself like I need to create today but I only have two hours because I was putting you know over time <laughs> I just gotta I gotta create something else I'm gonna be really bad I'm gonna be horrible I'm gonna lose all my skill I'm a phony oh my goodness and you spiral out of control and that bleeds over till tomorrow <laughs> oh man it's so true the, 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 the life of a working artist I guess and because before like in school you had all that free time free time to draw and to have fun but now when you're working you you're, you're working on a product in the end you're working on someone else's thing mm -hmm. and he's like but I want to do my own thing now <laughs> I want to learn all the skills I have to generate art yeah and you save that for the weekend, but on the week it's like, oh, no, but I, I need to socialize because I'm human. <laughs> but do I sacrifice my, my friendship for my art? I don't know. You learn to balance this out. The dilemma of life. Do you learn to balance it out? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice my sleep. It's fine. That's okay, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, so uh, to remedy that, I've been doing like week-long projects. It may not feel like a lot, but in the end, like, oh, I, you know, I'll draw one silly sketch or, or like I'll... I'll actually take the time to sleep and relax because you'll be too burnt out to do anything. So listen to your body. Yeah. Do some art. If you can't do art and you're forcing yourself to do art, don't do art. <laughs> this guy's just dropping all the freaking good <laughs> advice here. Okay, so um, yeah. I want to I want to talk about work, but uh, before okay, I, I want to. So fine art. Yes. When you graduated, did you were you did you think you were going to go into fine art? I <laughs> actually had a few gallery shows back in Edmonton way back. Nice. Uh, sold one painting <laughs> and then decided like nah it's not for me nope. I'm not interested because you, you're a fine artist yourself you have your own shows right I tried at some point Tried. Yes, I also did did that. you ever write grants for no but I think I'll have to soon yeah but for a short film so something else okay well, I, I just found that so daunting. It's too like, much work. It is writing those grants, man. Yeah, like at that part, I'm like, I just, I just want to paint. Yeah, this is too much of a business. Like it became too much like a self business. And people who do, I have a few classmates who pursued fine arts and are quite successful. And oh, kudos to them. It, it just wasn't for me. I just couldn't handle it. And you know, it's, it's okay. I think I told myself that. <laughs> do you think if the first shows did really well, you would have stuck with fine art? That's a good. That's a really good question. Um, the th sad thing is like. I started to notice I was getting really allergic to some of the oil oil painting products. Oh, okay. So, uh, I really plenty of paint for you, man. Yeah, just go into something I know, else. But, uh, do, you, do you paint in oils? I have, yes. Yeah, come on, you know it. You know it. It is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But I want. I wonder. You, I mean, you see Kyle do his acrylic things. And yeah. You're like, yeah, the medium doesn't matter. That's <laughs> all in my head. <laughs> but Kyle's. A He's master a, at painting. Uh, yeah, that's, true. that's true. I mean, yeah, we shouldn't compare our, our us mortals to the, the one god. and only, the, the god, Mrs. God Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I did try to go back to oils a few times. Uh, there's a really awesome event here that just started up again, Snag. Yeah. And I did a couple of those with oils. It was good to go back, but. It's just you need space. Yeah, you need space and time. <laughs> yeah, which we don't have. But once again, that's yeah. I, I'm just curious because yeah. it feels like the way your brain is and seeing the way you create work. Yeah, it. I, I wonder if even if you went down the you know the gallery life, mm -hmm. you would have still ended up going into what you're doing now. I think so because, uh, well. Because it started with video games, like you said, for yourself. Yeah. That's where art took, well, that's where you started the interest. In, 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 yeah, like just modifying things. But I noticed when I was in fine arts, I started getting really interested in the technicalities of it. Like, um, <laughs> paint's expensive, people. Yep. If, you ever, if you've ever tried getting like those like nice, non-student grade oil paintings. If you look in the back, there's like little terminologies of like PB5, whatever. And that's the kind of pigment they were using to mix those colors. Okay. So there's like a really awesome color I wanted. I would try and and find the two components 
I've, I can't remember. It's been so long. But I'm going to make up these up. These are these are Allen owned like components. So let's say PB five represents yellow. Yeah. And let's just say uh, BL two represents a certain type of blue. Okay. And sometimes you can buy these pre mixed stuff. And it'll have it'll tell you the actual colors to mix. So I'll just buy the components and then just mix the color myself. So I have a lot way more. Oh wow. Circum beat the man. <laughs> the <laughs> you're, system. You're a chemist. <laughs> that was fun. I really enjoyed doing that. And probably I would have delved deeper into uh, how do I you know uh, stretch a canvas properly with yeah. rabbit glue or I enjoyed really making the canvas adjusting it sanding it I, I really enjoyed the hands on aspect of it but when it came to painting I'd like you know just do a my wash throw mineral spirits onto it watch <laughs> the way it like eats into the paint like yeah yeah the medium man it's so cool <laughs> you love the technical uh, aspect of it yeah hard, right yeah because I for the longest time like people would have amazing emotional responses to paintings like I, I don't have that am I crazy like, it's, am I insane? But I have those emotional responses with music. Yeah. Because I, I feel like tone and, and, uh, and chords resonate emotion to me. Because mm. it's so abstract, I can't describe emotion because it just feels so... I, I'm doing it a disservice by like, I'm sad. I'm like, well, that's it? That's all? Yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. single word? No, it, you got to unpack that. It's complexities. You know, it's organic. This It's not binary. It's like zero or one. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're happy or sad. There's mixtures of it. I've heard this up before in this podcast, but about how it seems like music is going to, it's just so much more in, impactful mm-hmm. than 2D artists. I, it just I can't help. Like, yeah. when you compare how many, how many people digest or like enjoy music versus 2D art. Right. It, it's just so, it is, it is just, is, it just right. connects and, more. And so that's why you can use music to cheat your art and make it feel deeper. <laughs> oh, man. You're giving it all the tricks away. <laughs> take, take, just take it. Like, like it's crazy. So, let's, for example, you can try this out, you know, have one of your finished pieces or illustrations. I don't have illustrations because I've never done one, but... <laughs> and then just play a track on it and just yeah. play different tracks and see the emotional responses you'll get. It'll always change. Yeah. And it's crazy. You can have a static face and throw in like, oh, I don't know, like uh, some epic choir music. Like, oh, man, he must be looking at something sick. Or like some sad <laughs> violence. Like, oh, he must be looking at something sad. You're yeah, manipulating yeah. the viewer to feel the way. But at the same time, you don't want to go too stereotypical with music. Like, this is an action, you know, track 01. It's going to yeah, yeah, yeah. feel false and sterile. So there's, you know, try it out. <laughs> That's so fascinating. I wonder how many people curate their music for their art shows. Yeah. You know? I wonder if people think that deep because that makes sense, right? Like the, depending yeah. on the music you're playing at the gallery when you're going to see your pieces, yeah, makes such a big difference. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah, hey, I wonder. We should try that out. Yeah, <laughs> see next, next time. time. Yeah. Next time. Yeah, exactly. I'll get a band. <laughs> you can, yeah, live music. I got a. What are yeah? You have a lot of music musician friends. Right. Yeah. All right, musician <laughs> friends. I'll be calling you up soon. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I yeah. I don't, when I did shows, I didn't think about that too much. I mean, I think you're think creating about experience, but yeah, it's all about Keep mood crafting. <laughs> That's right, and you're all, you're all about the mood. Um, I guess I was going to ask you if you would go down the gallery of life. Interesting. Do you still see yourself using skills um, that you got from that education uh, through fine arts? Yeah. I, I think I just have a. a <laughs> I'm trying to think here. Like I, it, it taught me to really appreciate something. Like, if there's something I don't like in art, I'm like, okay, 
why don't I like it? And you just kind of like start delving deeper mm. into it. You start investigating. It's like, is there anything I like from this piece of art that's like provoking me and insulting me some way? Or am I disgusted <laughs> by it? Like, ooh, the disgust. Let's, what, what makes it disgusting in a sense? Or what makes it, you know, like really boring? Figure that out. You deconstruct it a bit. And that's, I, I feel like Fine Arts has taught me to just look beyond the surface value. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the surface. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, to delve, delve deeper into it. Like, what was the mindset of the artist yeah I guess you're more analytical right you just yeah. taught you to be you know, ask the right questions it, it, it's something I think that everyone should try and just develop just a tiny bit just to look beyond the surface just to see like was it a certain mood what was the artist statement I'm sure you know when if I had to write artist statements and you gotta go with all the fun pretend <laughs> yeah the, the relationship of the narrative to the artist you that's know, right liminal spaces and all but it, it seems to me that when you do go back to creating um, these full package uh, narratives, mm -hmm. you know, in your case, video sound, uh, when you start analyzing and trying to understand how to tell a really good story, you, you kind of have to land back actually on those same skills that we were taught yeah. uh, in school where, where I think sometimes out of context, teaching someone about how to write this statement or even talk about what did this read represent exactly. to you where it seems like seems like bullshit but i feel mm. like i've i've only learned to appreciate the application of it more as, I was, as i'm starting to try to you know communicate okay here's i have a couple of minutes to try to communicate yeah. a story and then you kind of have to go back on to those abstract feelings and yeah. how to convey that even though the story may be actually um linear and actually you know it's not like a video of a a flower waving in the wind and then right. I'm going to ask you what do you feel exactly. I'm actually going for you know I'll, I'll be going for a story but still uh, so much of those you know supposedly abstract um, aspects skills that were given mm -hmm. uh, they do come back into play when you have to tell a story right when you when you need to use them they'll be relevant <laughs> I hope so yeah, I, but yeah so then I think it's it's more about how they're taught right because yes because when you're in school if you're not uh, given an understanding of how these would be useful, uh, apart from, you know, you can tell your classmates about how you pretend that this painting is about something. Right. Because I think so many people have these stories <laughs> of, like, you're forced to create yeah. a narrative. Yeah, you're trying to inject something that really But if you're given hard. a real-world example of, uh, you could say, like, watch a short film and see why it is the way it is, right? Right. They're using the same language and the same skills, but maybe there's a little bit more tangible application of it. Wow. <laughs> I know there's you're no question. Really, you're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, school. Although, I, I mean, I, I went to, to be honest, I went to animation school that taught us nothing about that. It's just, I think I have enough fine art, like friends who went to Emily Carr and fine art people where I, and I can see those things being either important or I heard about it. Yeah. No. So I'm, pre I'm pretending like I know it. I was never taught that. <laughs> you, you learned it. No, it's, I mean, that's why you go to school. I have friends that teach you these things. No, that's. Uh, let me let me dwell on that for a bit. I want to put that back later. Sounds good. <laughs> so I think, okay, we can get into work. Let's okay. talk about work because right. I, I want to tie it up all together later. Okay. I want to see where your master, what your master plans are for right. now. But um, uh, what does your work look like these days? What, what what's your day like? My day like yeah. so. What do you do, Alan? What do I do? I don't know what I do. <laughs> okay, what do I do? Well, I've recently switched position. I started the industry the industry as a designer and layout artist and uh, it taught me a lot in terms of design uh, and in terms of how those 
communicate with each other because there's the overarching pipeline. And uh, initially, it was fascinating trying to create assets to be seen in the show. But as time went on, it just wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't satisfying to me anymore because mm-hmm. I wanted to have a greater say and a greater impact. This is just purely me. I, I feel like I'm, I'm driven towards uh, positions where I can have the greatest impact and like ha- cast a very big support on, mm-hmm. on certain departments. And so that's why I, I am now a CG journalist. And my day as a CG journalist is me uh, having a, it's a lot of meetings, a lot of meetings uh, with the director and art director and trying to understand what they want with the shot. I also go back and start modeling something or creating shaders to try and mimic uh, the way the uh, what would you call it like a, a look dev pieces to try and match it as close as possible then I'd send something called play blasts which is just very untextured models just to get the camera movement to be critiqued on by the art director and director and then I'll render out passes and what passes are are uh, just like individual elements of what the scene is so comping would be able to use those and marry together so for example uh, a a 3d mold consists of shadows of just like local color textures maybe you'll have something reflecting and have to separate all of those and give it to comping so they can fine tweak the values and be able to fix and post that there's certain things they need to do I wonder if anyone's confused I know okay how do (laughs) no no but I was good I think that's pretty close so you it's cool to explain this kind of stuff because most anime, most shows are pretty yeah. much all of them, whether it's 2D or 3D, everyone's dealing with a certain type of compositing of yeah. layers where because you're creating 3D assets, there's so much more control. Exactly. Right? So many, yeah. uh, well, it's funny that you bring up the confusion confusion thing because it's, it's hard to try and explain something uh, in a very technical position. Like, how do I totally explain it? So, I mean, I can like do something. Imagine you have a piece of paper, you draw something, and then you put like uh, plastic over it and you paint on that. Mm-hmm. Those are passes in a sense. So, I'll mm-hmm. have to separate everything rather than having everything merged together. Yeah, it gets complicated, right? Because yeah, and then you get your specular like it's a reflection. There's so many. There's a lot. You can, yeah. if you're interested in this, please do research. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it is. It is really fun, and it's cool that that ability exists. Uh, but I think you can say overall, you're helping the team problem solve, right? The, especially yes. the, uh, and it's it's cool that you're so your position now is whatever CG generalist. Yeah. And it, I think it makes so much sense because you have such a well-rounded skill set, right? Right. Um, and it, it's 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 funny because. There are, like, I didn't go to school to be a CG journalist. This is just something I picked up mm-hmm. while trying to communicate certain ideas. And it's, it's fascinating because I'll be able to talk to people who done this for their career, for their life. And uh, I tend to have a more weird creative approach because mm-hmm. I wasn't taught, like, certain workflows. And uh, I, I tend to delve into, like, why things were made the way they were and go back further in history like this is easy now but what was it like back then and try to understand the steps that led to like optimizing it or making it like into a click of a button Mm -hmm. like the the ease of use but it's always nice to have like a uh, history behind it Mm -hmm. so then you can maybe go back to that history and like take a different curveball like all right, well they did it this way I'm gonna try something out and figure out it doesn't work or if it does work Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah kind of cool <laughs> i'm just trying it's to think what cool. else yeah i'm just trying <laughs> like cg's cool uh i think everyone should just give it a go it, it may be daunting at first but i mean i was able to figure it out but i'm mm-hmm. crazy so <laughs> you got an interesting mind but yeah. it's like i said i think ha- having you on a project is 
is very beneficial because it seems like your brain works is just like you're just all about problem solve uh, problem solving it seems like here's the thing and at yeah. least for the time that i've known you it's it seems like you you are solving generating something it's a there's something at the end where you're trying yeah. to it's not just like a you know you drew a dog but there's a clearly you're like yeah. going through <laughs> you, if you're gonna make a dog you're gonna code how to have different uh, ways to P- parameters parameters to adjust this dog they yeah. can put it in a video yeah. game engine and yeah. <laughs> it's like why do i need to do why do i need to model different dogs i'm just gonna make one dog but then you can change the body shape the weight the collar there it is i don't have to do See, anything exactly else. yeah i'm efficiently lazy <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's how people come up with the coolest stuff right you know you don't want to walk let's create a car well it's what's the big what the big term in the industry is always reuse yeah. i'm all i'm i'm all about reuse i'm actually all about reuse like you have one car it's like yeah but you can change the color of the car and the shape of it. You don't have to keep modeling different specialized <laughs> things, man. You can do it all. <laughs> oh, they got to love you. you save, <laughs> Alan's saving them money. Would you Would you recommend people getting into animation industry? Would I recommend it? It depends if they really like it. Like, what are you What are you going in the animation industry for? Are you doing it for the you know for the love of animation? Do you want to make an impact? Or are you doing it for you know, money? Because <laughs> yeah, money is good. Money is good. Well, it takes a while though, in the animation industry. Yeah. Um, it's, I like it because you'll you'll find like-minded people, mm-hmm. and and it's it's fun to create contacts and like long-lasting relationships mm-hmm. with friends that, while seemingly you seem to be have the same mindset, but the those experiences are very different. Like people may like animation, but what kind of animation? You know, you got yeah, yeah. you know, anime, you got you know you, your Eastern European. C- 1970 cartoons which I really like that's why I'm very specific to that <laughs> uh, or you know your short you know film festival type of things you have goblins or, or French kind of animations mm-hmm. there's so much and it's, it's so cool to see people with those experiences like when they draw something it's, they're drawing um, all their inspiration through a single filter and mm. it's cool to see that yeah okay long answer for long answer okay. but yes I, no, it's like, <laughs> yes you should yes okay yeah no, I'm glad. I'm glad you're not jaded enough. Where it's like, oh, get out. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's my own experiences. Like I'll never like shove my how I feel about the animation industry to someone else. If they're like bright-eyed, they really want to do it, go for it. I mean, eventually, it depends on the projects you're on too. Because sometimes it's like here, just we just want to make a product, you know, make money so that kids can watch it and, and call it a day. Yeah. And then there's other projects where it's like you put your heart and your soul into oh, yeah. it. It's like oh, like I'm really feeling it. And you really want to make it good. And, and then they don't let you. And then they don't let you. And, and then it kills you yeah. creatively. And then you kind of want to leave the industry, which happens a few times. But oh then yeah. you, 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 know, you pick, pick yourself up and you have a higher tolerance of stress. <laughs> it's, it's almost like some days you should treat work like work. Yeah. I think to get through those days. Yeah. Because if you're trying to, like you're saying, put all of yourself into it. Uh, you, you, in a way, you're opening up yourself to be vulnerable. Exactly. You may get shut down. Th- I think not to say that it's always going to happen, but right, it happens quite. I'm often. a very sensitive person when it comes to my arm when I open oh up. Yeah? So that's why I'm like, do I, do I show all of it? Do I show a little? If I show a little, I must well show. All of it. <laughs> oh no, they didn't like it. Oh my soul, my life. <laughs> Does it still happen at work? No, because I'm a CG journalist now, and I put most of my soul in my drawings. So uh, <laughs> or mu- music, music. It's yeah, mainly music. Smart. So uh, is, is that how? Uh, let me see. I think I had a question written yeah. written somewhere about uh, if I don't if I don't find it. Um, I guess I can't find it. But do you find uh, your you need to do personal work to get uh, fully creatively fulfilled, or do you get some of that fulfillment uh, at work? 
currently I am getting some of that fulfillment at work because uh, like I said CG is something that was only recent for me mm -hmm. and I'm still learning how to use a tool and it's almost like I'm I see work now or my career as school 2.0 mm -hmm. where I want to work on projects that are super challenging because then I'll get to figure something cool out that I can take to my own work mm. and I'm always attracted to that kind of stuff like the hard it is I'm like yeah yeah, do you, what do you want? Full crowd simulations? Yeah, and then I, I go home and like now I can have full crowd simulations in my like blender shorts. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> so it, it's like I, I I like the problems because I learn a lot from them and it forces me to research all of that stuff. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. I'm attracted to. I think Howell was here. It's like he said he was yeah. attracted to chaos. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> nice. No wonder you guys are friends. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, it's nice that you somehow have the skill of wanting to learn. Mm -hmm. Where is, where is that coming from? Desire to communicate well. It is? That, that's it, what it comes down it to? It comes, yeah. Like, uh, the lack of information loss from transferring something. I, If we're going to get really close and personal, like, yes. the, the thing that hurts me the most is um, when I'm saying things and people don't understand. Mm. And maybe it comes from, like, uh, living around the world where there's languages were very different. And so I'd mainly be in the background, be quiet, and just, like, listen and observe really well. Or, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> do you think you can actually connect that to your, like, the way you grew up and what you do now? Do you see, is there actually a oh, connection? Uh, like, in terms of my art? Is that what you mean? Like, well, you're saying, like, being somewhere where you can't communicate because yeah. you don't have the language. Is, do, the is language. It, is it actually affecting? It, it does affect me a little bit when I'm trying to communicate something. Like, I, let's say if someone wants to learn something in, in Blender, I, I can't teach on the spot. I have to go home and practice it a few times and then boil it down to its essence mm. and then go back to the person, like, all right this is what it's like in three steps <laughs> rather than like me futzing about like, Oh no, is it like this? No. Cause my brain's working at like a million miles per hour. Like you can connect these notes. No, but you can do it this way. Or how about this way? And there's too many things going on. I need to like silence, silence that a bit and like, all right, that's slow, cool. take a deep breath and streamline it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because, uh, that's so cool. Before we started the, uh, the show with podcast where you and I were talking about how, uh, there's so much knowledge out there is just how you use it. And yeah. clearly you've been teaching yourself, I mean, most of it. Like, yeah. It's it's cool that I, when you look at it, you're doing a job that you never had training for, really. Right. And yet, so then it's it's in you to be able to learn it. So somehow you got, somehow somehow you got the good side of the internet. The, the good you, side of you, the internet. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like you're utilizing it to your right. advantage rather than like what you joked about. Like I mean, you could be just playing video games and not learning anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, video games are great. Yeah, they're I'm also great. Yeah, yeah, I need to stimulate my mind. Let's <laughs> not talk shit about video games. They're great. Hey, so uh, video game industry. Uh, I'm still. Uh, I still want to work for you guys. Uh, I'm not talking shit about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Say hi to Alan. He's <laughs> great. Uh, so, well, the good side of it, I think it's just personality thing. What it boils down to, like your, like uh, I'm an extreme workaholic. And I, like my work ethic is just is horrible. I would not recommend it because I I would put obscene amounts of overtime and I'd go home and like research all of it because I'm like I it goes back to that communicating thing. I just gotta communicate this. How how best well can I communicate? Please understand me. <laughs> <laughs> you care a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my downfall. I I care too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so uh, has that made work harder? It 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 was very hard a few times. I think maybe that's why I did the switch because. It was hard for me in, in, on design. Mm -hmm. And when you say design, I think for people, it's concept art. Conce like, yeah, concept like art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Viz dev. Yeah. It's, um, uh, <laughs> you can hear my sigh like, uh, <laughs> how do I even begin this? <laughs> like, because <laughs> I'm, I'm all about like when, 
Oh, here, let me pose this question for you. Like, when you do concept art, uh, what goes through your mind? Uh, let's see. Well, why am I creating it? What is it for? What right. is it about? Where is it going? I mean, there's... In a, in a, a sense, lot. that way. Yeah. So let's say if you're creating a character, it's still very similar. Uh, okay, so let me put it this way. Like, when I'm creating something, I need to know the purpose, but also the bigger pictures. Like, yeah. how, is this, how is this concept going to be integrated in this background? And what the, the mood, the feel of it? Mm -hmm. uh, of it. Uh, and so, like, I, I try to think about the work. So going back to um, cause I'm, I'm futzing about now because I'm like how do I deliver this answer well nicely, <laughs> nicely <laughs> but, say, yeah. but so you, what you're saying is like you're thinking ahead you're thinking a couple of steps ahead for what uh, where is this going exactly you don't do a one off like here's a chair who exactly cares? who cares what kind of chair it is like no okay why is it chair yeah. where was it made and it's cool to uh, one thing I've noticed uh, sorry I'm sidetracking a bit is that yeah. sometimes when you work on certain shows uh, you're not given this rich bible for what is the world, what is it about, exactly. what are the rules of the world, because that would help so much us as designers, because yeah. if you know that, you know, this chair, a uh, chair as an example, like yeah. 50 years old, it's been in this house uh, for 20 years, and you know, the house had kids in it, so now you've got a couple of drawings on the bottom of the one side of the leg of the uh, chair, exactly. and maybe someone in the family knows how to fix it, so here's like, you can draw patches on it to show history, right. like, and you can approach, like from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, you exactly. can approach it with that. That's, I think what sucks is when you're not given it. No, so when you're asking me, like, how do you approach it? Uh, ideally, it would be cool to approach it. So without all that in, in mind, but exactly. you're not given it sometimes. Exactly. Um, it's, it's also like you don't, like you said, we, we, we usually in industry don't get too much of a detailed design brief. Mm -hmm. But I think what also could be helpful and beneficial, even if the, let's say, the client or the director just draws something. Mm -hmm. It could be, yeah, if, even if they don't have any artistic skill, just to draw something for the basic shapes, I think that would be extremely beneficial. So yeah. at least you can peer into their mind of like, that's what they're thinking. Rather than giving reference, like, oh, you know, make it look more like, um, you know, aliens or make mm -hmm. it more look like E.T. or whatever. Just yeah. what what do you mean by that? Like delve a bit deeper. So it know. just goes back to communication. Again, exactly. Right? Right? That, that, it is, it's really that. I mean, how many notes have you gotten uh, saying like, oh, more color? Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jazz it up, you know, add that pizzazz. <laughs> like, what, what, these are abstract words, my it's dude. It's not fun enough, Alan. <laughs> Why is it not fun enough? <laughs> <laughs> Colorful, you mean like bump up the saturation? See, there's like so yeah, much yeah, technical yeah. terms. And uh, yeah, just te yeah. teaching. Teach them. Teach them the <laughs> workflow. <laughs> what if they don't listen? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it took you, <laughs> you did a sigh of like, okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, uh, for a while, or oh, recently, you got a you got to be a lead for a while, and you also got to get some art directing duties. Uh, what have you learned from that experience? It's all about protecting the team. Yeah, it's it's all about uh, making sure again communication very mm -hmm. important. Make sure, you, but I I find like what's the purpose uh, in terms of their assignments? I find that super helpful because sometimes you'll get something. And I know there are times like, why do I have to do this? This doesn't make sense. But then if you <laughs> teach them a little bit of the pipeline, like, well, we have to do this because so-and-so department needs it. It'll really help them. They're more inclined to understand and mm -hmm. do, do a, a better job at it. Because there's, you know, there's some days, Mondays or Fridays, it's like, it's either the start of the week. I'm like, oh, man, I'm just so tired. I'm just going to get my assignments and just finish it off as fast as possible. Or Friday, like, oh, drinks after work and just finish it really fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you know, like it, you you pass the buck in a sense because you know it's Monday or Friday it makes sense. But like if you if they're stuck in something, really 
tell the leads why you're stuck in something. They can help you out because we're usually in meetings and what you're getting from those meetings are just like base single line notes that sometimes don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. um, what else have I learned? It's Were you okay not creating work? I was, I was fine not creating work. Because you're managing more so, right? Yeah. yeah. You're, some people really take to leading and others don't. I really like checking on the team and keeping the morale up. Mm-hmm. Like e- even if I check in and it will be nothing but work at all. It'll just mm-hmm. be like, hey, how was your, your weekend? Or just just to take the, the stress away. Because you don't want to keep talking about work if you're like at work and stressed at work. You're like, hey, by the way, did, did you do this assignment? It's going to pile the stress <laughs> on. So, you know, just ease it out. Like social conversations here and there. You know, find some like interest. And you, you get to I know the team a bit better and you take them out for lunches have mm-hmm. fun like I, I like that I like the team feeling a lot just like mm-hmm. the integration of the group uh, and you can build like really strong bonds that way mm-hmm. and, and yeah I, I, I that's I kind of missed <laughs> would, having would, team <laughs> would you want to go back to having that position of you know I guess more management when you're leading or, or directing would you want that or I think I would like the ultimate power maybe just being a showrunner yeah. that's where I would Tell lead to what to do man Tell, well just like just be relaxed like yeah because I think most people forget when you're creating a show, it's a collaborative process. It's mm-hmm. it's weird being a single vision, a single-minded vision, because everyone's bringing in, on, bringing in their expertise. And then if you're trying to like dismiss that, you might be missing a really cool yeah. opportunity somewhere. But at the same time, you have have to uh, you have to have something that's a single vision. Exactly. Still, like you have to be flexible, but exactly. direct enough to still maintain that thing that it started with oh right? absolutely like uh, this uh, the style of the show needs to be the style of the show i'm not saying like you know what i'm gonna trust that that show and i'm gonna <laughs> do my own thing because my vision's the best like, yeah, yeah, no yeah. everyone has their own you know. yeah i guess the problem is that when you get too many people trying to give out too many visions right so that where is the balance of you know how many people do you trust or how at what point it's too many cooks in the kitchen yeah it's it's all about accountability and i think we talked about this if we have I don't know why a lot of shows don't do this. Show Bibles. Because then it's yeah. like the ultimate, the ultimate tome, the Bible, the little chiseled in stone. It's like, we can't do that because we've agreed in this. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's why. Because I, I think, I mean, because it's hard. Because it takes hindsight or foresight. No foresight. It takes... Right. It takes, Planning. It takes, <laughs> well, and also it takes someone saying something now and committing to it 100% where... Yeah. I, I wonder. I don't know. You're right. Because like, like I said, it would help so much. And maybe it's because people don't understand the process of design enough. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's it's also hard if you're doing it with a completely new show, for example, yeah. or a completely new IP where you don't even know where it's gonna go. Yeah, um, season one, episode one, and that's usually like the worst episodes yeah. of any new shows because you're everyone's trying to figure out the workflow. But don't you find it? Uh, well, or well, I I find yeah. it so satisfying when I watch something. I think it's especially with shorts where even though you see a short, it feels like there's. The, th- the rules of the world are thought out yeah. or there's an appearance that there's rules of the world and they're unique and they're thought, uh, thought out and that I find that satisfying because then it feels believable right um, like you, if you see a world and you know let's say you show a one minute clip and for some reason everyone walks into a building you know they spit on the floor they drink blood out of the cup and then yeah. they you know touch each other's foreheads like amazing uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when you do that even if you don't explain what it is but you t- you show someone a glimpse of what this world's culture is yeah. if you do it in a way where like you planned it then it feels like it gives you an idea that this is a deep world with its right. own roots and it's I, I i enjoy that and i feel but in my mind to arrive to that you need to have that bible of you know something happened in the pa- you, you need to know what this is about to create yeah. these rules or rules or rituals but it's almost like it's hard to say though like 
it also comes with mystery because it would make sense if they don't explain it and they just do it. It's, it's almost exactly. like, like Mobius. A lot of his worlds are fantastical yeah. but believable, but he doesn't really delve and spoon-feed the yeah. audience. like, this is the reason it why. It just is. It, right? Yeah, exactly. It, and that's, uh, yeah. Things can just be the way they are. Yeah. It's fine. But don't you feel like, but I think it'll make for a stronger product if you as a creative know why they're there. Yeah. You don't have to tell them why, but for yeah. yourself, don't, you should know because then you'll make better decisions based on it. Exactly. If you know that in your world, people sacrifice half their family once every hundred years right uh, your design choices are going to dictate what exactly. that world is like or what that family is like right yeah yeah i mean it can be as let's say simple as sacrificing half your family every hundred years yeah you can have a different anomalies or variables from this like well what happens if a family doesn't want to do that yeah, yeah, yeah. are they seen as an outcast what are the re repercussions of that and you'll have different minds of people coming together like what about people who really like doing that you mm. know is it a way to uh, shift the balance of power well yeah. that's pretty cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like let's say what happens if people sacrifice half their family what yeah. do they look like or is it like sacrificing yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it a societal thing or is it more like a hierarchy uh, is there a, like a class division yeah, yeah, yeah. delve into that is it like treated like a holiday or something that people are scared of yeah what do they like how much of that happens as a disruption of your life right because exactly. like, you're cutting down the population why are they doing it in the first place did it come from a practical reason right. or you know are they trying to make sure that the population of the world is not reaching well, a certain <laughs> i mean you can even add some mystery like it's been happening so long they don't, don't know why know. but that's the rule of the world dude and yeah. then they find out it's like some machine god that just feeds off something and they're like whoa what's happening we're actually <laughs> in the sci-fi world but it's all fantasy <laughs> and then, but then, ah, but then the tricky part would be if you found out these answers for yourself when you wrote them, then the question is how much do you show it, right? Yeah. Once again, it's like what it goes back to, exactly. okay, sure. You, ah, that's so fun. <laughs> I mean, the, doing this brainstorming thing with yeah. even right now, I think I wish more of that happened, but okay, well, one, I'm not, I'm not a writer. I don't, it's so You don't have to be a writer. Uh, but it, yeah, you're right. It's just fun to exercise these things. And I think when you're working on something and you see all the holes, uh, you wish those things were exercised, you know the yeah. these these steps to, and I guess we're just going back in the loops, but that goes right. back to a Bible. That's yeah. uh, that's what the show is about. Yeah, I, but but we can, like brainstorming is important. Like you are currently running. Should I have, is there a lot of brainstorming happening there? Uh, I'm not or involved in story. Involved. And okay, uh, you you know you get your scripts and sometimes they're good, sometimes. But no, I'm not involved at all. And it's I think maybe it's just it is what it is when you have client work. Right. Um, so that's interesting because I, I find like it's so disconnected now in terms of like the industry where the writer's off somewhere and he yep. just delivers a script. But what happens if you had writers in-house? Were you able to do these sessions, brainstorm? I think you just have a stronger product that 100%. way. 100%. Oh, man, I agree so much. And especially when it comes to visualizing their uh, written ideas into, you know, things that like uh, models or designs right. where you could... It's true. Yeah, very good point. If the writers were there, everything you'd make would be... Uh, more in line was with the story, which exactly. is king, which is why you should right. do it. Yeah, you you because you'll have different streams of mediums. You'll you have your art artist. You'll yeah. have the writer who's visual. Man, like there's something also really cool. Uh, I, I was able to send an email to an old director from Cartoon Network, and I was just asking what was it like back in the day. And it was you'd have writers, but then ultimately in the end, storyboarders were able to do do a lot of the changes because they were very familiar with the character. Mm. Uh, they they're drawing them, they're creating their antics, and they're creating, the creating the character, the movement, yeah. everything like that. So, ultimately, I think they should have more power. 
that's actually one yeah. department that's really fun to see because yeah. I I, it's very true right scripts are typically pretty dry where yeah. uh, a good storyboard will take a, a really boring sequence and make it so fun because you're right they do uh, they have to create more otherwise there's nothing to look at in exactly. the show right so from humor to like and that's yeah, a, a really good storyboard is gonna like make a show. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and there's something else happening right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's too much emphasis on design on the storyboarders, and I think that should emphasis on what? Sorry. Uh, there's too much emphasis for the storyboarders to do design as well on top of the action. I, mm. I think that's something that should not yeah. happen anymore. It's because they need, they need to focus on the story. Like, yeah. uh, one, have you ever gone in these notes where it's like follow the boards? follow the boards it's like no that it's just a, a single line or a grid they're they're trying to focus on the story and the action they don't have time to do yeah, yeah, yeah. epic scenes that's where design comes in but uh, and but that's why ideally design happens before boards ideally right? but mainly it's like a uh, with productions uh, the productions i've been on it's usually like a post board kind of show oh, yeah. or so far we've been i think we've been okay but but that's why it, it all needs to go back to collaboration yeah. uh, it's a even starting like you're saying with writers even before you start drawing you should talk to a writer and maybe you know if they have something in mind maybe instead of once again back going back to yeah. the chair example maybe instead of making a generic chair maybe the writer thought you know in in his mind y y in his mind you went to this castle a story right. takes place in the castle and he thought in his mind that like he had an idea about what what this was about yeah so if the writer told you their initial thoughts maybe you would create something that's more interesting and maybe there it foreshadows something because right. you know versus like here's a task. Alan designed a chair. Exactly. That's it. No, That's yeah, designed a chair. It's like what? What? But, they what, what? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. It's almost like the uh, kids' game of telephone. You know. True. Where the writer will have like these are my great. I, I don't know. I've never seen this. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like these are my great ideas. This is this chair. This throne <laughs> is set in the castle up high somewhere, and then and then they just, the sacrifices happen here, and then the king sits on it, and he, he becomes youthful again, and then it trickles down to the director or the art director and then they talk to the leads and maybe it gets headed off to the coordinator and then the very end it's like uh, Alan here's a task just design a chair <laughs> it's like wow thanks cool okay here's a wooden chair yeah. and then there's months of emails back and forth trying <laughs> to get back to the initial idea does this sound very familiar <laughs> uh, very forever I'm sorry I can see you yeah. cringing like, yeah. <laughs> no but it, and it must be very difficult right imagine running a team of 80 people and trying yeah. to get everyone to work I, I, I understand why it's tough, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's hard enough to get five people to work together right. while we talk about this. So, like all the things I'm proposing, these are just ideals. These are I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge idealist, so I don't know if it'll ever work. I I'm just speaking this out loud because I'm putting it out. In but the it's universe. cool though. The higher you the higher up you go, the more actual control you have, and it's like you're yeah. saying you want to get to a point where opinion matters more and exactly. your impact matters more. So I just want to I just want to reach a point where I have more say. But at the same time, I'm a very trustful person. Like I. You hire people because they're specialized. And yeah. it's funny where you just start limiting them all the time. It's like, mm -hmm. what other industry does that? I don't go to the doctor. I'm like, doctor, I, I, I think I have, you know, like a huge uh, infection somewhere. It's like, you just have a cold. It's like, <laughs> no, I, g give me those. Uh, no, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Give me those pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's because I think everyone thinks they're, I guess, an artist, even without having, you know, that education or technical education or whatever to do it. In some ways, it's true though. I think yeah. that the crappy part is that sometimes people who are not even artists are right about what's wrong with it, and you're like, "Shit!" <laughs> well, it's it's see, that's the great thing about the human mind. Yeah. You can pick something up very fast because we're we're all symbol based yeah. semiotics. Look it up. <laughs> it's uh, we we assign symbols to certain things, so we 
we're very familiar. We don't know why something made me look off wrong, yeah. but we can tell it's because our, you know, I don't know, millions, hundreds of thousands of years of our mind yeah. developing. It's like, yep, yeah, nope, that looks unnatural and scary. I'm just, you know, my <laughs> primal instinct. Exactly. Uh, I guess that's why people think they can contribute and communicate and take away from why they hired you in the first place. To, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm always about like the support role. I love collaboration. And uh, that, that's one thing I was trying to, if I could build it up at my position now at Titmouse, is like I really want CG not to be the star of the show, but to support mm-hmm. in a sense. Like if someone could cheat it in 2D, then uh, just, just do it in 2D. Uh, just going to the industry and the way things are changing now, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of shows that want to do 2D and 3D hybrids or yeah. integration. But the problem is people are taking the benefits or no, the, the, the thing that makes 3D, uh, like realistic lighting. And, yeah. and, and, and where, where am I trying to go with this? Help me out. I don't know. <laughs> are you trying to say that people oh, are not utilizing the benefits of 3D? Or I, oh, okay. I think they're using the strengths of 3D way too much where it becomes too believable and realistic. Mm. And they aren't using the stylization of 2D with 3D too much where there, where there are imperfections in 2D, where there are perspective errors, where there mm. are... Uh, cheats of to get something heightened and a heightened motion I, like uh, let's say for example one of the big things right now was well not now anymore I don't think but Overwatch the some of the intros they have smears in there like they yeah, actually yeah. sculpted smears into it and that's super rad to see and hilarious totally uh, where yeah, I feel like this it's too disjointed in a sense where mm-hmm. like oh with this with this 2D art where everything's flat I'm gonna throw in a 3D model that has all the like the reflections mm. the, the 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 ambient occlusion I'm getting like too technical yeah. here but like the way the shadows are to make it look believable and you pop those two together and it's like nope something's it off don't fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay I see so you're yeah. saying it's maybe there's, there's not enough understanding of both mediums and what the strengths are for them to play together because right. it is pretty obvious you're right uh, you often see when it is 3D and 2D you, you can kind of tell yeah and so basically you have to get to a point where you can't tell and exactly. that's how it's done well yeah, yeah. and it's slowly getting there I, yeah. I feel like you just need more <laughs> you need more hybrids <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I hope I mean clearly and it's, it's happening, happening. Yeah, yeah yeah good old Spider-Man did a big push right? exactly I'm curious to see yeah yeah even like uh, the death love and robots had some good examples of 2D 3D mixes yeah the, I think there was one short there that used blender I'm not too sure the grease pencil stuff but as a way to do perspective stuff mm. uh, I gotta think about that one example that comes to mind was uh, 101 Dalmatians the Cruella de Vil car itself mm-hmm. they actually made a model okay. like a, a wooden model but they painted the construction lines on it they filmed it and then the artist himself just traced over it wow. it's, f- it's super Smart. I love stuff like that yeah, exactly yeah. Where, listen, listen, uh, if you're in the industry, you don't really <laughs> have time for, like, perfect construction. Like, you're on a tight deadline. Yeah, like, yeah. I just need to do this now. Yeah. So, Trace. Because you're uh, right. I yeah. mean, it, it doesn't have to be obviously 3D. You can just use it as a base, right, to do your complicated camera moves or something exactly. like that, or rotations. Oh, man, 3D is exciting. There's so I, yeah. I, I'm impressed by you and uh, all the, yeah, a couple other people I know who are diving into it. It's just, man, I need... <laughs> Well, it's like prioritizing time, I think. But it goes yeah. back to what we started talking about in the beginning is that I mean, if you're trying to get better at one thing, naturally you're not improving the other. And you have to be okay with it. Yeah, just get over that fear in a sense. But also knowing how f- what do you need out of art? Right. What are you, why, you know, why are you doing all of this in the first place? Right? So uh, and that's where I wanted to go with this, actually. Okay. So uh, you're learning all the skills 
you don't just care about environments because your character is really cool. Like if you look in your portfolio, you're, oh, thank you. you're doing <laughs> like you, you're doing everything. You're doing a lot of and a lot of aspects, and you're learning. Where where are you going with all of it? Wow, that's a question I've really thought about. <laughs> where am I going? Oh, and why, right? Yeah. Uh, beyond just oh, hey, it's I, cool, it's fun. But are you uh, yeah. with all this skill set? Are you where or if you're not planning, where do you think it's going to take you? I think it keeps boiling down to like communication and like supporting. Like the more I understand how something works, then I, it's almost like I, I just want to support it. Like I, I don't know any animation, so I'm always sad that I can't talk to an animator because I don't know the language, the deep mm. language of it. But in the end, where like I, I wouldn't mind doing some interesting shorts that peer into my madness. But mm -hmm. ultimately, I just want to have cool ways of showcasing things like new ways of presenting animation in mm. a sense uh and very very unique mm. in a sense where something hasn't been done before but that's something that you know a lot of people want to try it's like i'm gonna do something really unique and cool it's gonna like change the world and like <laughs> and i just want to do something unique and cool it makes me happy yeah like, dial it down a bit um yeah ultimately like maybe create more shorts like yep. longer format shorts uh, string them together, build a bigger world. I've always been fascinated with world building, and uh, ma ma mature like mature storytelling. Not in a sense where uh, you know, like there's blood and guts and nudity, yeah. but just provocative, not provocative. What, what's the word? Like, like philosophical ways of thinking. In a sense where after you watch something, it's that feeling of like, oh man, I gotta sit down for a second. Like, <laughs> what, 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 what happened? Like, uh, there's been a lot of yeah, shows yeah. that, yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah, that that is a feeling to go for, right? Yeah. Where it can impact you so much that it, yeah, you have to, you have to digest. I guess what you exactly. Really got. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. And yeah, and animation is so beautiful for that because it's so stylized. But I just, <laughs> it's just so hard. I, like I, we were talking about this a bit, where uh, it's hard here in the West to see that because it's so rooted with. Um, children's shows and musicals mm. but, but like in the east and maybe in Europe as well where they're using the medium to communicate really harsh complex ideas in a very beautiful way that has those feelings of like oh man I gotta, yeah. I gotta relax for a bit it's just a tool it's not just a kid's medium right it's like, exactly yeah, it's the, it, yeah well it's, it's it's interesting that yeah you're right there's a preconception that because it's animation it's you know kid stuff where yeah. it, what animation allows you to do is to create is talk about concepts without any restraint. Right. There, you can create your own rules, right? Exactly. Like when you're filming live action, well, sure now with visual effects, but it, it takes you into that like fantastical world. Exactly. But animation is just like a quicker step to get there. Exactly. There's uh, okay. So I, I brought up something hilarious with back where like you know I like uh, Eastern European cartoons from the mm -hmm. 70s to 90s, yeah, yeah. and what's cool about that was if you really look at the history and the censorship between that were. It was a lot of animators and creatives using that medium as a cry for help from you know the the communist regime that mm -hmm. that was uh, occupying it, as well as them being censored by it. So a lot of the animations, the the style is just very rough and rigid, and you can feel a lot of the suffering. But they're portraying something hilarious or even like mad, yeah. maddening, and it's there's a lot of emotion to that and when I watch stuff here it's just like oh look at this cut out meep, 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 selling product yeah. like, oh but there's so much more you can do <laughs> but it, and y you know that often it is selling a product right and exactly yeah. yeah it's just y y we can't expect to get anything out of it if the baseline is just that yeah right and yeah I guess that's why it's inspiring to see productions or things being created where clearly you know it's a lot more and artists got to 
were asked to be artists and push yeah. it. Yeah. What's the show? I haven't watched the show yet. There that recently came out on Netflix. Two um, D show. I've seen a bunch of artists 2D. post their work. Very angular looking. Um, angular looking. Uh, if I remember, it. but it, at least looking yeah. from the art, it okay. looks it looks super cool and it, it makes you wonder how that was created. I'll have to check it out. But it's okay. something about in the animal kingdom or so, uh, Kiki. I don't know. So, sorry, <laughs> I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, but cool. I, it's cool to see productions where it was taken farther. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with this, but clearly no. your <laughs> old skill set is coming together. It's interesting that you talked about world building because I wrote a <laughs> wrote oh. down of questions. Yeah, like you create so many designs. Is the most fun part for you is to be a word, world builder? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, yeah. I, That's what I get from your art as well. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's it's cool because I just like how like form and function. I like anything small, like, oh, I can... Like when I draw something, sure, it's cool to do something like a cool character, but... Yeah. What about the fork that the character uses, <laughs> or what about the knife or the bowl or the seat? Like all of these have form and function and design, and you can really caricaturize stuff. There's something else where you can even take a character and have like a an item on them, and then if, uh, like that really represents that character. Let's like, say, for example, there is a uh, I'm trying to make something up right now, like a a, a, a famous space bounty hunter man, yeah. and uh, he's he's really popular and is super cool. But the one thing that represents him is let's just say the let's say an orange orange bullet shell that he always wears like this is my my first kill my orange <laughs> bullet shell and you always showcase it like like very prominent very bright and if you remove the character and put the orange shell somewhere it's like that character's there that represents that character yeah, yeah, yeah. or if the character somehow dies in an epic glory you just see the orange shell like on fire it's like whoa that's deep symbolism <laughs> but like, it, like it's it goes hand in hand right yeah and, and it takes a lot of work. And once again, it takes a lot of uh, just you have to know, you really have to know what you're creating, right? Like uh, beyond the surface level. Right. And I think it is hard. I, this goes, I don't know if you, how much writing you've tried, but, uh, or I guess maybe it's not writing, it's like conceptualizing, it's right. imagining, but uh, but it does pay off, right? right. It, it creates more believable results. It's, it, I think, a great thing is like if you have other artist friends, just like have brainstorming sessions, because yeah. it's like I love, uh, myths and mythologies and all that and there's times where I'll hang out with friends and they'll say something like oh that's cool but it'll be cool and we start like billing off that mm -hmm. way uh, here's a funny thing where uh, Kyle and I have <laughs> created a hilarious char clown character that we've been uh, doing for about three years on our, <laughs> on our walk to work or like in lunch and it just builds up and it's hard because people will see like these drawings of like, these really crude clowns or, or like really inflated hands it's like that's three years worth of character development. <laughs> I, I cannot even fathom to explain it, you know? Like, it's too much history. It's it too man. much history. It may look like something so simple, you know? We, we do even do, like, little laughs, like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's like, why do you do, like, this, that, that single line <laughs> is so loaded with the character. <laughs> uh, well, you gotta, you're going to have to do something with that character. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can do, like, a little world-building exercise here. Like, was there something, like, a world that you were trying to mm -hmm. build up? For example, in your own personal work, or ooh, um, this is gonna be interesting. What's Ilya doing these yeah, days? What What's your world? What are your interests? Uh, I'm trying to think which one to talk about because the one is uh, okay. So yeah, let's try. Let's. I mean, we'll see where this goes. But yeah. I'm trying to make. So I'm making. I wonder if we should talk about. I'm making. Oh, we could make something up right on the spot yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Um. Okay. So I had this idea. I'm not gonna because I'm trying to make a short, but I think okay. if I talk about, it, I'll yeah, get. About uh, it. <laughs> I want to. I want to contain it until it becomes. Yeah, something. absolutely. Uh, but I was trying to. Uh, I was having this idea. 
for three characters. There are three sisters. They live in a post-apocalyptic world. It's set up in Vancouver, but okay. it's as if, if let's say global warming was intense and it happened, like the, okay. tr- the tropics uh, would probably push farther north. Okay. Right. So what LA is like now probably would be Vancouver where LA is going to be a desert or whatever, right. if that happens. So, uh, and I think I'm, the plan was to do it just so you can actually have it uh, based in something where I can reference easily the place and make it realistic. Right. And so uh, I wanted to be a journey of three sisters and I'm trying to, was trying to come up with the rules for them, but they live on the coast and eventually they see a serpent come from the mountain okay. every once in a while, grab something from the water, go back up yeah. and they treat it like a God because they don't understand what it is. And eventually the food disappears. Food's like all the fish and wildlife disappears. Right. So in their mind, they think that, serpent is the enemy so they climb a mountain to right. uh, try to find out what's going on exactly that's very mythological like the world <laughs> serpent kind of has like Nordic feels to totally. it totally and I think I guess as a symbolism that some people can relate to and so then I guess as far as brainstorming goes yeah. where, where does this go yeah okay so you have essentially a deity and like a journey to yeah. uh, these mountains what are the sisters like do they have different ideals of what the serpent is yes and w- I think uh, what after I started developing and I realized yeah. what I wanted part of it the story to deal with is uh, blind belief right. where one of them is really uh, is very much against the idea that this is a god or whatever right. it, this woman this woman girl thinks that it's like that's all dumb like why are you like praying to this thing we're gonna go right. find out what's up maybe we'll exactly. kill it you know it's oh, like, okay but while the other ones are like you know it's sacrilege you know we've followed this thing for a long time yeah. uh, like this w- this w- and clearly we've done something to our god so let's go find out Someone's going to laugh at me, but uh, Plato Cave allegory, right? <laughs> Plato Cave? Allegory? Oh, with shadows of the yeah, wall yeah, and exactly. someone escapes like, yo, these shadows aren't our reality. Instead, what it is are these other forms yeah, that you've yeah. been missing. Well, and I think when you dissect a lot of stories, it all goes back from a simple. I find it, the difficulty, I think, when creating things is like, how do you not make it cheesy? And typically first steps, I mean, first ideas could be so. Yeah. Like, how do you take away from a, a generic to something that has substance and maybe it does go back to creating the rules of the world yeah so it's funny like the way I started create worlds these are Alan's secrets of world okay. creating yeah. is if you look at history they're just a lot of events strung together yeah and so I try to think that way in a sense where everything to me seems like a node graph mm. or, or like a mind map so you can have your character relations so you can have the three sisters somewhere yeah. here completely disconnected and then you have the world serpent but we can start observing the world serpent like why is the world serpent there and you start delving like is the world serpent uh, like from a mutation or was it was it some someone's creation that ushered in this post-apocalypticness yeah so you start building all of that and then if you want to connect the relation between the world I don't know why I keep saying world serpent the serpent yeah to the world serpent to uh, the sisters is like how are they relating is it a belief like you mentioned or is it something that someone observed in the night and then it's like false belief that they always is like there's no such thing as that that doesn't yeah. exist we're going to prove to you that doesn't exist we're going to try and travel there and then you can delve into why they think it's false uh, like because the, the sister who saw it is like, no, she was always like daydreaming all the time. She was an artist. Maybe she's like the the the, the events that led up to the post-apocalypticness has just made her uh, delusional. And mm-hmm. we don't believe her for that. And then so you carry distrust that way. Or you have another sister who supports like, you know, I, I think she's right. Because, I mean, look at these tracks. And you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you, I start building up things cool. where I, I, it's like I just iterate on something um, it's like tiny iterations rather than trying to get something w- which goes in the opposite way of like me saying the big picture but like you start 
tiny specifics, then you mm-hmm. connect them and you have the big picture of the sense. And I guess it is finding unrelated things and how they are related right? Somehow, for yeah. something more unique. Because the difficult part is that, and I've had to, I, I like story from history where, um, I can't remember, I think, I, I like this example, I might I may have brought it up, but like the, I think it was the Persians and the Assyrians. But basically, yeah. the culture was wiped out so bad that when they came back to the cities that their ancestors have built, they thought it was built by some incredible cultures they were not connected to, Whoa. even though it was their ancestors a couple of hundred years ago. You know, like so this whole idea of like if it is a post-apocalyptic world, even though it could have happened hundred years ago, yeah. this woman like they know nothing. They think it's something else, even right. though it's like it just that's how bad it got. Right. That it's that's like amazing. <laughs> over a couple of generations, information was lost. Because I like the kind of that that storytelling would be pretty interesting. But the the issue is always is okay. So here's you got you've, you've set up this world and yeah. these characters and something's going to happen. But okay. then coming up with something, coming up with a more original narrative of how it comes together and how it ends. Because um, and I guess you need to know what the world is because uh, I, I thought it would be, yeah. but I, um, let's see if it comes out like a, it'll sound like a cheesy thing. So yeah, I thought that they're blaming this s- serpent for, cr- uh, you know, basically taking away food because they right. think it's a God. But they, they climb up the mountain and uh, along the way, they like, pick up some weapons from drones that are left over because, right. you know, they, the, the story of the world is actually it's being cleaned by machines and, you know, it's kind of almost like a Wally thing. Technology yeah, scary. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but they they reach the serpent and they they actually try to kill it because they're angry because, once again, and they're they're blind to... Right. But turns out um, what the serpent does is just, uh, it's just a creature collects garbage from the oceans right. and, and decorates the forest with it. Right. Why? Because that, that, that's what it does. Yeah, you know, it's almost like, and that's something that it wouldn't have to explain. But uh, after the their you know quotation marks battle where they yeah. either lose almost their life because like good luck fighting a dragon exactly uh they see on a horizon that there's a giant like uh island of garbage that's floating towards where they live right which you know could be an explanation for why everything is gone yeah and then maybe how you problem solve it see but i don't know if this is too much of a cheesy reveal it's, it's like a and here's the next thing you know but right i think and maybe you can help with your examples where it's like here's you got these ideas right how do you put them together so it's not a Exactly. Cheesy, uh, like well, cliche steps that happen along the way. Yeah. So let's say you say uh, this world serpent collects garbage from from the seas. Yeah. Uh, it could be something like it's it sees the plastic as a threat to its own home, so it's cleaning cleaning up. But is that cheesy? I mean, it just depends how you depict it. It's true. See, I was gonna yeah. say, how do you represent it? Exactly. I mean, you could like really hit the nail on has like our world is dying, yeah, but this serpent <laughs> is cleaning the seas. Are we the real monsters? Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea, and I don't know if you watch the latest movie, the Godzilla movie, where it seemed like the reason why those like monsters existed were to mm. like refresh Earth, right? And I, I, I kind of like that concept. Kind of like where the white blood cells of Earth, just like yeah, yeah, humanity yeah. is killing the world. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Kill think them. It's a pretty fun concept. I <laughs> yeah, think. No, there's, I like, there's I something that. there. I think it goes back to mythology. Mythology is great. People should look into it more. Yeah. I always wonder why... Uh, I had the idea I was going to try to make paintings of... Uh, uh, where I would try to come up with new mythological creatures and see right. if something that could stick because humans haven't done that in a long time. Mm. Um, I don't know if you watched American Gods, the TV show. I haven't. Oh, but I've, I've seen uh, like, like the, the new gods in terms of like yeah, yeah, taking but it over. W- yeah. It was an interesting thing where the... Uh, it's an interesting concept where... In that show, they're saying how internet 
is a god because technically people worship it. You know, right. mass media is quotation marks god, but we don't look at it the same way where it seems like when you you know look back you know it's like you know athena let's pray to her and give her something because but yeah. somehow it was understood among society everyone agreed to believe that this thing is a real thing right and we follow these rules exactly it feels like um this hasn't happened unless it has to happen like in abstract I mean, ways like internet well i mean that can be really cliche go like what about instagram the more likes i get the more powerful i am the more followers i get the more powerful i am so is that a is that our modern deity i think so yeah and, and in some weird way if you want me to go super cliche yeah because like you're outreaching more people, you're inspiring them with your own art. They'll listen to your message. It's yeah. it's powerful, man. Yeah, we're just not doing. I guess we're not just we're just not looking at the same way where it's like a it's a walking like you know God of War Ares. Yeah. Like we don't you don't no. he lives in the clouds or whatever. And right, that is gone. But the, I mean the ideas are there that we believe. Right. No, it's well, it's like you know, like if I take some hilarious example, let's say Ares, God of War, I'm a warrior. It could be something similar to let's say if what if, what would be the modern day equivalent? Like I need to, I need to powerlifting okay, in a sense. Yeah. I need to look at the best powerlifter and follow his regime, and th- with that, I will be the strength of this person. No, it's gonna work that way. But I mean, the feeling, the 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 passion. But see, but then, <laughs> so why don't we make up a god of powerlifting? I mean. I, I, the funny thing is, uh, actually, there uh, there's a subreddit called Swalhalla that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's all like hilarious, like Nordic, where people go like, "Way men with you, brother." <laughs> uh, they actually like way dress, and then there's uh, yeah. Uh, I used catch. to follow. I used to follow it a lot when I was like really deep into powerlifting, and then uh, I kind of hurt my back a little bit. Oh man, watch out! Uh, uh, yeah, watch out! Watch out! You know, like really take care of yourself. Yeah, uh, you have your little little demons in here. I, uh, <sighs> where did this podcast go? <laughs> and we would travel through ideas, <laughs> talk about anywhere like, organics. You know, talk about my dumb ideas. <laughs> not dumb. Well, for now, a little bit better. You know, we'll iterate and iterate. Only uh, smart questions and answers on this podcast. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's all we talk. <laughs> and now it's too much pressure. No, um, that's awesome. So, what advice mm. do you wish you got before you went to post secondary? Post secondary, um, don't put too much pressure on creating yep. a lot. Like, your artistic journey takes time. Don't be too caught up in trying to get a style Mm. uh, because that's something that comes over time because you are growing as a person. Your ideas change, and so your art will change. Uh, A good example was I thought I always wanted to do be a like a realistic content artist for Mm -hmm. bashing, but I didn't find any joy. Listen to yourself. Listen to what, what brings enjoyment to you and follow that. And, and don't like shut down any other venues of art just try it out like always just try small things out uh, like if you have that inkling feel like oh I don't I don't want to do it uh, I'll, I'll never be good at that just give it a go because it's a just let go and just give it a go you know in a sense that's very good just, 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 just practice it I've had friends who like oh Alan how did you get into music I'm like I just picked up a piano yeah. and I he started hitting notes and then it was honestly pretty shit but then I watched a few YouTube videos because the information instant like that yeah. then I learned how to you know play some nice stuff and then now I can use that as a way to communicate something else uh, so yeah just try it out a little bit uh, don't put too much pressure on you and if you're if you feel like you need to draw that day and you're just trying to draw and it's not it's just not happening you don't have to draw or just draw something really silly and like yeah. really horrible and post it. Just just <laughs> post your horrible drawing that just makes you irk with like such pain. <laughs> I kind of wish more people did. That's really good <laughs> advice because everyone's so precious about it, right? Yeah. So precious about being this perfect 
whatever uh, image of something. Yeah, I have like some uh, sketchbooks of uh, I, I bought with like I can't remember his name right now, but it was just phone sketches, and they were yeah. horrible looking. But he's well renowned. What's his name? He did. Uh, oh, was it Electra? I think Bill. I can never pronounce his last name. Anyway, but yeah. he uh, not horrible. It's it's like oh, it's it's irking, but it's just like it's it's fun to see that level of quickness versus what he's known for mm. and, and it, there's so much joy in life because like i just want to i just want to draw this oh it's funny and i love that because you can That's you can cool. pick it up with sketches like you said when you see some of my stuff you can see the joy in film totally and it's not like constructed and sterile it's yeah. fine just, i guess yeah. It, yeah it's giving into other sides or something yeah. alan too wise uh what's your favorite place <laughs> my favorite place yeah what do you mean i don't know that's such a broad question <laughs> i don't know you, you tell me what you, you my favorite place yeah it's home where the heart is. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine, it's too difficult. If, if you had to choose another career, what would it be? What would it be? Man. Yeah. <laughs> Probably programming or a coder. Yeah. I mean, it's still a way of communicating, but you can do, like, communicate really cool artistic ideas. But then that's just me delving back into what I do anyway. I guess you do. You already do it. Well, it's not a career, though, so technically, no. technically good answer. Thank you. Um, I'm looking up some. You like I'm on a Marth? Just play it. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> what uh, what artist must everyone know about? What artists? What must everyone know about? Yeah. Oh man, I'm s- these questions. I'm not <laughs> used to these. Oh, oh, like like music or just anything in general. I don't know. You tell me. Alan. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you're putting me on the spot all the time. You should, you should look. You should know about Ilya. Look at his stuff. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what um, what piece of art can you think of that's made a huge impact on you? That makes huge impact on me. Oh, I think it's. Can it, can it be a show? Whatever. Oh man, like when I first saw Aeon Flux uh, with Peter Chung's work, mm. I was really fascinated. Like the way he stretches the body and the way he stylizes it made me realize like oh i really just don't have to draw realistically people can do this and it's still cool all right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i guess it's almost like showed you that you're allowed that freedom exactly because yeah. you, you we get so caught up in rules but there's no such thing as art rules they're just principles yeah. that you can follow or break tangents are cool man yeah mc escher thinks so that's <laughs> <laughs> true i guess what it, it maybe it's because we're uh, learned to either follow or subscribe to the kind of the cool thing yeah that's why it is hard to do something even though you're not seeing examples of it being widely yeah. appreciated. Exactly. And that eventually it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, so here's a challenge I'm going to give yeah. your listeners. Please. Don't try to find something that you think is cool yeah. and not what someone else thinks is cool and give it a go. Yeah. Because you, you see a lot of these examples is just when you do find out about them, it's already when they become cool, typically. Yeah. Right? It's like, uh, I mean, you know, superhero movies, I don't know, yeah. comic books, like where like those things were not cool for a long, long time. And for some reason now they are. And Yeah. I was never a comic book or a superhero fan, so I can't really resonate with that. But Neither can I. <laughs> but it's not like I'm going to dismiss it. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. superheroes are awesome, cool. I'm happy that you people resonate with those those mm-hmm. power fiction people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Um, what's your ideal lifestyle? My ideal lifestyle is uh, just continuing creating little shorts. Like if I had... I'm already living, living it. I just... Living the dream. Living the dream. I just wish I had more time. Me like, too. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would be creating my own content. And uh, When are you going to start your own studio? When am I going to start my own studio? 
hey, yo, well, rent's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck in Vancouver. <laughs> good times. Well, yeah. good, sir. So much fun. Yeah, it was definitely Alan, fun. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, it. You magical too. human being. Okay. How can uh, how can people find you? Uh, they can follow you on my Twitter handle, uh, broke my pencils with an S. That's right. Or uh, reach me out on Facebook at Alan Douglas Parker. <laughs> Very nice. Go find him. His art is beautiful. Check him out. Uh, yeah, like I said, check out his website. There's lots to appreciate. Can't wait to see how you tie in all those blender shorts. I know Ooh. we talked about this. Yeah. Um, uh, th- you already got quite a lot so it'll be, <laughs> it'll be cool to see how that narrative builds up otherwise um, well turns out Alan loves metal so uh, yeah. for all of you people who are hate it which probably most people <laughs> right it's like you, you can probably start give it a go <laughs> or give it a go you can start turning <laughs> off soon I was going to play this band called Artspire and they're super intense but I think we're going to go classical Ooh. I'm on a Marth Viking yeah. metal yes. uh, why not <laughs> um, if you want to find out more about Creative Theory Podcast um you know, find Facebook, Instagram, and all that. If you think there's an artist should show up on the show, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy these beautiful tunes from these giant dudes who look like Vikings and play Viking metal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you in a week. No, two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.